Hello and thank you for listening to our iStart PIA Relay podcast series brought to you by NIHR Dementia Researcher. iStart is a professional society and part of the Alzheimer's Association, representing scientists, physicians and other dementia professionals active in researching and understanding the causes and treatments of Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. In this five-part series, we've asked members of iStart professional interest areas to take turns at interviewing their colleagues and being interviewed themselves. Confused? Don't worry, it'll all become clear as the week progresses. We'll be releasing one of these podcasts every day in the build-up to the Alzheimer's Association International Virtual Conference to showcase the work of iStart PIAs. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Prashanti Vimuri, and I'm an Associate Professor of Radiology at Mayo Clinic, Rochester. I am the Chair of the Reserve Resilience and Protective Factors PIA, and today it's my pleasure to be talking to Dr. Cecilia Samieri. Dr. Samieri, welcome. Can I start by asking you to introduce yourself and tell us which PIA you're involved with? Yeah, good morning, everyone. Uh, I'm an epidemiologist. I work in France. Uh, I worked for the French National Institute for Health, which is called the INSERM. And I'm co-chair of the PIA on Nutrition and Metabolic Disorders with my colleague Hussein Yassin. My field of research is about nutrition, and I am, uh, in general, I'm trying to understand the uh, environmental risk uh, leading uh, to dementia, uh, with a, a specific interest for nutrition for sure, but also for cardiometabolic health more broadly. I have a thesis in veterinary medicine, and after two years of clinics as a vet, I decided to move into research. And I discovered epidemiology during uh, a, a master's degree, actually, in epidemiology and statistics in Paris. And then I completed a PhD in Bordeaux, France, and uh, went to the US for a postdoctoral fellowship at Harvard School of Public Health with Dr. Grotstein, where I uh, leveraged a very large US cohorts, such as a nurse's health study. And at this time, we were interested in understanding how uh, heavy diets, such as, for example, the Mediterranean diet, uh, could protect the brain. And we found, for example, that higher adherence to a Mediterranean diet was associated with a greater odds uh, of heavy aging. Everybody is interested in diet. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, what your own research says about it and what we should follow? Of course, so, uh, diet is very important. As you all know, we have been talking a lot about the Mediterranean diet and more recently uh, uh, about the MIND diet, which was proposed by Dr. Martha Morris from Chicago, which is a diet quite close to the Mediterranean diet, but with more specific foods and nutrients, uh, very interesting for the brain, such as polyphenols, B vitamins, for example. So diet is really a core component of uh, uh, optimal cardiovascular health. And we have been working a lot also in France on uh, optimal cardiovascular health. And for example, we demonstrated in, in the Free City cohort, which is a cohort we are uh, leading in France, 
that uh, a greater uh, adherence to optimal cardiovascular health was really associated with a slower, lower risk to develop dementia and less cognitive decline. So I would say that diet is very important in the context of uh, cardiovascular uh, health in general. That's very interesting. Can you tell us about the hot topics in your field at the moment? What are the next questions and what, should, what are all of you working on? Well, one of the uh, uh, very important thing is really to demonstrate with a, a, a well-designed clinical trial the efficacy of such a diet. And this is really ongoing uh, in France, in, in US, in Europe, and in several areas in the world. And uh, also the field is, is moving uh, currently to um, molecular epidemiology because there have been a lot of advances in, in analytical methods, you know. So we are currently thinking about uh, precision prevention and applied to nutrition, I would say, we would call that nutrition, uh, precision nutrition. So this is something very interesting and uh, a novel topic, I think. Can I ask, throw in a personal question, which is, I have a tough time sticking to a diet. How do you run clinical trials where people are adhering to diets? It's, it's a very difficult thing. And I, I'm sure the, you guys have thought about a lot of these issues. Can you comment on that? Well, this is a very critical aspect of these kind of intervention studies. I, I'm not sure it's really uh, that uh, feasible. I mean, people are trying really hardly to, to, to set up these trials. I, I personally uh, never tried to set up a trial. I, I've been doing more observational studies, which are challenging as well, but trials are really a big deal. So, I mean, it's science. It's not always uh, easy, and the nutrition field is especially very, very hard because people have to follow the diet. We have to have a control group and people need to eat, so which control group are you going to choose, etc. So it's a very, very challenging area. You have a fantastic uh, background in mathematics and statistical modeling. I mean, it's impressive to see your growth over the years. Is, are there any methods out there that account for the noise that comes from adherence, or are people thinking about that? Well, I don't know. It's in... I mean, people have to work hard to, to, to do appropriate statistical modeling, but in terms of, of adjusting for adherence in the trial, I mean, you, you can imagine any kind of statistical modeling you want if the trial has diffi is difficult uh, to set up. It, it remains the data which are difficult to analyze at the end. Yes, exciting uh, field, actually. So can you talk us a little bit about your work of your peer and how it supports the field of your research and what you're doing currently? Yeah, so the, the Nutrition and Metabolic Disorder PIA is uh, very important to, for our research community as any PIA, I would say. But in our field in nutritional epidemiology, it's a very small and tiny field uh, in the dementia community. So it's especially important for us to have this opportunity to uh, meet and to discuss and to brainstorm about all the challenges. For example, we are currently discussing how to pull uh, cohort data because there are a lot of data uh, in US and in Europe and we have a very few efforts to do uh, uh, 
highly powered uh, analysis with putting the data. So it's really uh, a nice idea and a challenge that we are currently discussing. We are discussing organizing a one-day symposium uh, satellites to the next uh, AAIC in Boston. And we are also discussing a white paper right now on uh, precision nutrition. So this is, I mean, very important for our community. I mean, it's, it, it must be common to uh, all different PIAs, but for us, uh, I mean, it works really well. I am really surprised about how important the findings that are coming out of members from your peer about how much impact nutrition has on dementia. It's a pretty, pretty large impact. The whole research that you talk about, which is cardiovascular metabolic health and how it impacts dementia risk, it is huge. So I, I'm excited. And is, does your peer have any view of where the field is headed, like in terms of how we can change or reduce dementia risk? Well, we are discussing a lot and that, that, that it's going to be the, one of the goal of our one day symposium next year, I, I would say would be to, to end with, uh, you know, guidelines and, um, and, and ideas for the future in terms of research and how to, to get people more involved into the field and how to, to get people follow the recommendations as well. So it's supposed to be, I mean, we are, we are currently discussing that a lot, but with a few teleconferences, it's not enough. And we are going to, to try to organize that one day uh, meeting. Hopefully it will work out. Yeah, that's great. To get a guide, guidelines from you would be fantastic. And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how the committee is organized and how your group is organized to, to be able to do this outreaching work and uh, development of the guidelines and content? Well, we have, uh, of course, uh, chairs and co-chairs. So uh, there is Hussein Yassin and myself as a two co-chairs. Uh, we have a program chair, uh, Ondine Vanderlust from the Netherlands, who is organizing all the meetings and the, also the PIA day, etc. the program. We have a communication chair, Deborah melo who helps with communication and also a student representative, Sophie Lefebvre Arbogast, who is my foreign uh, PhD student and she's new, now uh, a postdoc fellow in Chicago. And also the past immediate chairs and program chair, Jean Bowman and uh, Nikos Kamis, still help a lot uh, and still meet with us to uh, organize the, the executive committee and, and and the different meetings. So we have regular teleconference to discuss, uh, of course, organization. And we also have a separate uh, time slot to discuss uh, the white paper and the scientific aspects uh, we were uh, talking about just previously. That's great. Uh, can you tell it's the early career researchers who are li listening to this podcast can you tell them how they could get involved in the peer? Yeah, so they can register to uh, as an iStart member. Of course, it's the first step. And then uh, they can ask uh, for being involved by, by sending an email uh, to myself or any uh, member of the executive committee. Uh, and we, we will be happy to, to welcome, especially early career researchers are really welcome in that community because they are going to be the people 
uh, capable of doing the, for example, the pudding projects, etc. So we really need some young carriers to lead uh, that kind of projects. That is fantastic. Do, on the same note, do you have any advice for earlier career researchers who are interested in dementia research? And I am really impressed, you know, you, you finding the right path you are on and reaching where you are. Do you have any advice in general for uh, dementia researchers or really early researchers who are trying to decide their field? Do you have any advice for them? Well, it takes time, of course, but I really think, because it happened for me, that uh, the Alzheimer's Association is really the great place to meet people and, and year after year to feel comfortable with the field and to learn a lot. So this year is going to be very special with that uh, web seminar, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity to really choose and pick up uh, exactly the sessions you want and also have the opportunity to listen to other PIA days uh, because usually you are involved in, in your own PIA and you don't go uh, listening to other because, uh, well, the schedule is quite complex. But this, this year it's going to be very special, so it's, it's really a great opportunity. And usually when meeting face-to-face, -face, it's even better. So I will encourage people to, to still go into to, to real, true uh, conferences and meet people. Uh, very true, I think, Cecilia. Very important point that remember last year we were walking from room to room, getting snacks in between and trying to make every single meeting. You're really right. By organizing it across a week, they did a great job by facilitating everybody, especially the early investigators, to attend each one. That's a great point. So whoever is listening, if you're uh, available the week of August 3rd to 10th when the PIA has these live sessions, you have probably an opportunity to attend each one of those if you become an iStart member. So like as Cecilia pointed out, please consider that if you want to get more involved and learn about each PIA, each field, and get involved in whichever way you want. Exactly. So that's great. So you talked a little bit about uh, what your PIA plan aims uh, for the upcoming year. Uh, can you give us a little bit of... Uh, insight into what we should expect from your peer in terms of the peer day in August. So we have discussed a lot, I guess you two in your own PIA about this new organization. So there will be a PIA day uh, pre-recorded this year and available online during the entire conference in which we have scheduled uh, oral and poster presentations. There will be, I think, eight oral and 11 poster presentations by PIA members. And we have organized um, a presentation award also for the best, one best poster and one best oral presentation for uh, early career uh, people, that is student, postdoc or junior faculty. And it's uh, in dedication of Martha Claire Morris, uh, you know, our past uh, chair, PIA chair who passed away a few months ago and we are all working in her memory. And we really decided to organize this, uh, this award uh, in dedication of her. Then uh, after that, I think there will be a chat box open during the entire uh, conference and the, 
the weeks after for people to ask uh, questions about the presentations. And at the end of August, we have a live uh, session organized so that people can ask their, their questions about the presentations they, they heard uh, on live. And we are, we are also going to talk about the business meeting and different aspects and also the chairs and different people will uh, talk about um, our scientific efforts. We are getting towards the end of the podcast, but before you go, we'd like to ask a final question. What advice would you like to give any aspiring scientists out there who are thinking about looking into dementia? Well, we should all meet together and, and think about the research of other fields because I really think it's, you know, it's a multifactorial disease, dementia. So if everyone stays in his own field, it's going to be hard to face and to tackle the disease. So we really need to think about, you know, multi-domain prevention. And so, I mean, you are, you are working hardly on cognitive reserve. It's also a life course, uh, as a, a life course disease. So we really need to, to foster our efforts and to, to to work together to understand uh, the entire uh, model, you know, the entire uh, physiopathological model. I couldn't agree more. I think it's a multifactorial disease and multiple factors do cause dementia. Thank you, Dr. Samiri, for taking time to join us today. It was a fantastic uh, session and I think we learned a lot from you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. You can find details and profiles on today's panellists and information on how to become involved in iStart on our website at dementiaresearcher.nihr.ac.uk and also at alts.org forward slash iStart. We'll be back tomorrow with the next recording of in our iStart PIA Relay podcast series. Finally, please remember to subscribe, like and review our podcast on iTunes, Spotify and all the other places where you find your podcasts. Thank you.